Tony's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 215, August 26, 2019. This guy was, How are you? I'm missing the It was here. 97 degrees on this day in 2013 and 44 degrees on two occasions, 1964 and 1968. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I have a story that will lead to linking later in the podcast. Uh, Over the weekend, I had the great honor of visiting... I've always maintained the two greatest collections of old motorboats, antique motorboats, in the world are five miles apart at Gull Lake. Mm-hmm. And each of these uh, collections is owned by, a, by two neat guys who have each built, uh, what's, I can't even come up with the word, uh, you know, multiple thousands of square feet buildings to, to house their collections. But not just, you know, it's these are pole barn, right? Just nothing fancy? No, it's very fancy. <laughs> and, you know, marble floors, the whole deal, uh, cars on turntables. And it's just extraordinary. It's just extraordinary. And I said to, uh, well, there, one's owned by John Allen and the other one's Lee Anderson. Right. That's no secret. And, and I said to John Allen, uh, what did I say to him? <laughs> no, that would have been your first line when you walked in, because that was mine. Oh, oh, I said to him, I maintain you and Lee have the two best collections in the world. And he said, well, I can't say that, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're looking at, uh, first stop is, is uh, John Allen's place, Fort Mahogany, it's called. Yeah. just It's just beyond description. In any event... Uh, among the cars on the floor, uh, mixed in with some of the boats, was a 1953 Buick Skylark. Mm-hmm. And John Allen said in 1953, uh, Buick Skylark was the most expensive car in the country. It was more than a Cadillac. It was a very sporty model. And, and uh, uh, owners, uh, upon placing their order, were, uh, were invited to send their signature to Buick. And then Buick would... Uh, Engrave that signature really? under the steering on the steering hub cool. under the under the cap, and uh, so Alan says, "Why don't you get in that car? It's a black '53 Skylark." He says, "Why can you read that signature on the uh, on the steering hub?" And I I, I couldn't very well. Uh, Alfred P. Hitchcock, <laughs> come on, Alfred wow. Hitchcock's car. How ingenious! So is the that? guy who directed one of my favorite movies, North by Northwest, I grasped his steering wheel. <laughs> That is cool. Yep. That's a neat uh, tidbit. And those are all, I've been in that place, and those are all, it's museum quality. They're, well, it's they're beyond pristine. It's, and, you know, I'm curious, just, what was the mileage? Did you, ch- did you take know. a peek? Well, I could probably look. I have the picture of it. Did on you my offend phone. him by checking the oil on no. it like you do my cars? <laughs> no, no. But there how are, ingenious but, is that by Buick, by the way? Because it doesn't that just then enhance the, the value? Post ownership. Right. This is my ride. Mm-hmm. There were uh, well, Lee's got one of Clark Gable's cars. That's so cool. these two are friendly rivals. I see. That's how I would interpret it. There. <laughs> hey, you know what I bought? And last Lee week? is very upset because he didn't think of the name Fort Mahogany because <laughs> 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 he doesn't have a name for his. Do they taunt each other? Yeah, only uh, I can't. I I can't. 
I don't know them well enough to know that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. They have a great deal of fun giving each other the needle. That's Good cool. Nature, really. yeah, yeah, they're just they're wonderful guys and now, they're very I, I haven't charitable in, human beings. Yes, I haven't been in Mr. Anderson's, but I've seen them in pictures, and that is just uh, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We're, I, uh, we're laughing at fart jokes. There, there are five skylarks for sale, by the way. Really? If you want one, what are, what are they worth? I don't even. I have uh, no idea. Two of them are auction vehicles, so they have no price. Yeah. Uh, there's a red one that's... 1953? Yep, 53, $159,500. Wow. There's another red one for $149,999. Mm-hmm. And then a yellow one, a unique yellow color, $88,995. You know who should buy one and then etch his own name is Seinfeld. Uh, he, that's what he would do, too. <laughs> and they were, they were built as a 50th anniversary thing by Buick. Okay. So in 53, so they must have started in 1903. Yeah. So yeah. had I kept our four-door... Seventy-two Buick Skylark, maybe, maybe not quite the same. <laughs> I don't think it's the same. <laughs> I'm going to return to uh, Gull Lake uh, later as I do some linking uh, involving Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. I see. I'm going to. I can. I can do some linking that I that I uh, thought about on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. Excuse me, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, on this program, he's referred to as Bernie Panders. Bernie Panders. Bernie yes. Panders. Okay. The increase, this is from Forbes magazine, uh, but I also saw a piece uh, from NASA. The increase in fires burning in Brazil set off a storm of international outrage last week. Celebrities, environmentalists, and political leaders blame Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro for destroying the world's largest rainforest, uh, which they say is the lungs of the world. Singers and actors, the, the usual crowd, Madonna and, and others. Uh, Leo. Yeah. Say the lungs of the earth are in flames, said actor Leonardo DiCaprio. The, amaz- the Amazon rainforest produces more than 20% of the world's oxygen, tweeted soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, the Amazon rainforest, the lungs which produce 20% of our planet's oxygen, is on fire tweeted French President Emmanuel Macron, and yet the photos weren't actually of the fires and many weren't even of the Amazon. (laughs) The photo Ronaldo shared was taken in southern Brazil, far from the Amazon, in 2013. The photo that DiCaprio and Macron shared is over 20 years old. The photo Madonna and Smith shared is over 30. Some celebrities shared photos from Montana, India, and Sweden. (laughs) To their credit... To their credit, CNN and the New York Times debunked the photos and other misinformation about the fires. Deforestation is neither new nor limited to one nation, uh, explained CNN. These fires were not caused by climate change, noted the New York Times, which is astonishing that they... uh, I found that pretty shocking, too. Uh, But both publications repeated the claim that the Amazon is the lungs of the world. Uh, uh, So uh, this is from a, a guy who wrote this for Forbes magazine. So he went to one of the world's leading Amazon forest experts, Dan Nepstad, and said, "And Dan said that's BS. There is no science behind that. The Amazon produces a lot of oxygen, but it uses the same amount of oxygen through respiration. So it's a wash. Plants use respiration to convert nutrients from the soil into energy. They use photosynthesis to convert light into chemical energy, which can later be used in respiration." Uh, I'm going to cut to a different story where NASA. See, this isn't a, a podcast host telling you this. This is NASA right. and scientists. The uh, story you were talking about, Michael Schellenberger All from right. Forbes magazine. Uh, while climate change alarmists spread fear over wildfires in the Amazon rainforest, data from NASA shows there is no reason for concern, or there should have been concern in past years. Uh, from media outlets to politicians, the wildfires have sparked a wave of misinformation and hysteria. 
The wildfires are so frightening because the Amazon produces 20% of the world's oxygen, they claim. Others allege the fires could speed up climate change. Our fire, our, our, uh, Emmanuel Macron, our house is burning, literally. Uh, Okay. Uh, However, the panic is overblown, uh, according to NASA. As of August 16, 2019, an analysis of NASA satellite data indicated that total fire activity across the Amazon basis this year has been close to the average in comparison to the past 15 years. The Amazon spreads across Brazil, Peru, Colombia, and parts of other countries. Though activity appears to be above average in the states of Amazonas and Rodonia, it has so far appeared below average in Mato Grosso and Para, according to estimates from the Global Fire Emissions Database, a research project that compiles and analyzes NASA data. So, uh, so everybody can calm down. Uh, that isn't, they aren't necessarily the lungs of the earth, and the fires are entor- uh, entirely normal during the dry season. Well, that's the big stat that's been going through 20 to 25 percent of all of the Earth's oxygen. Mm-hmm. So this, this expert on the Amazon says it's a wash. So check this out. Yeah, because you got <laughs> to be armed with tell this. Me. Yeah, you got to be armed with this. You mean to tell me that without the Amazon, there'd be no oxygen? <laughs> Only 75 percent. Mm-hmm. I love the. Who was the celebrity that said, "Oh, we're in trouble. It's Montana." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Look out. Well, don't take your science from celebrities. <laughs> you don't think Madonna's certified? I don't Come think on. she is. I don't think she's certified at all. I don't think she is. I really, 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 really don't. Uh, quick visit to the uh, to the uh, failed account. But no, I want to do this first. The only thing that surprises me about Andrew Luck's decision to retire from football, the mm-hmm. quarterback for Baltimore, uh, Indi- is Indianapolis. That- Indianapolis, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, Where did school. I get Baltimore? Old school. Yeah. Baltimore used to Baltimore. be the Colts. Johnny Unitas. Oh, yeah, I was thinking Colts. Yep. That's how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's surprising me about that is that that there aren't a wave of people doing that. There, to me, and he's retiring because he wants to have a life, mm-hmm. a physical life. Right. And he's now giving himself a chance. He's had a couple of concussions, but maybe he hasn't had enough and so uh, enough serious ones to, to result in CTE late in his later years. He, he wants to have a life, so he's walking away. And everybody can say, well, sure, but that's easy for you to say. He can afford to walk away. Well, I don't care. He's doing the right thing as far as I'm concerned. And the fact that the fans booed they him booed off the him. field. Yeah. <laughs> well, that speaks a great deal about what football has become. But, bah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, there is nothing charming about that game. I'm sorry. I know we have a lot of football fanatics as listeners. Mm-hmm. But and I was, there was no there was no greater fan than me in the late '60s and into the '70s, driving uh, to Rochester so you could watch the oh game. Oh God, I drove to Eau Claire to not miss a game. But my point is that uh, as the game has advanced and, and I've gotten older, I find it more and more difficult to watch because these guys are killing themselves. So you didn't draft him on your fantasy team no, this year? No. <laughs> it, it's a brutal, brutal game. It really is. And. Uh, <laughs> This guy really had to take a hard look at this and say, I'm going to give up about 140 mil more. I'm going to still have some money here. Right. But I'm, I'm, it's not worth it. So the it's bri- not worth it. The bride and I were watching the uh, the conclusion of the Vikings Seahawks. Oh, a little romantic preseason uh, game. Later. Wow. Yeah. The first half of which we attended. Uh, anyway, and she, aphrodisiac. She, uh, <laughs> she works in the healthcare industry that deals with concussions yeah. and migraines and. 
the hit that got Holton Hill kicked out of the game where he drilled the quarterback in the head. Yeah. And, and they showed the replay. And she said, how how is this game still legal? Right. She said, this guy's going to have headaches for the rest of his life just because of that one hit. Retired NFL fullback Le'Ron McLean took to Twitter Saturday to plead for help dealing with head and brain troubles, he said, have mm. resulted from playing football. In a series of emotional and expletive-filled tweets, McLean said his brain is tired and he needs to get his head checked. Need to tell my story of how my head is crazy and how football did it, McLean wrote. Please, someone help me get this out. The NFL puts paperwork out and, face it and faces, and that's it. I don't know what he means there. Uh, my point being that... Uh, there's no way you can play that game and not understand the risks. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he's referring to the NFL just doing press releases and then showing, hey, we're going to check on helmets and do. There, I don't think the NFL's doing enough by far. What can they do? There's, it's, it's the game. What are they going to do? You can't remove the collision of the game. You just can't. But my theory is they're so well protected that they feel comfortable. Rugby guys don't go headfirst into each other. And knock themselves out. There's well, there's a there's a, a holding back or a well then play the game without helmets. I, I've heard that advocated. I think if you or go had, back to the days of the skimpy leather helmets, the leather helmet. <laughs> I think if you dialed it back, uh, there there would be a retreat. There wouldn't be this aggressiveness. Well, which leads me to my prediction. My theory all along has been that the NFL will morph into a more choreographed uh, reality TV slash quasi-sport, mm-hmm. and that they will do so because they are, they're, they are going to be willing to avoid death. Because death is inevitable here. Either the slow death of, a, of your brain destroyed by the time you're 55 right. or, this, or the instant death on the field. We've which already is, seen that. Mm-hmm. And I, was the high, there's been high school kids that have died on the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and plus the game is dying at the bottom. No smart parents are not letting their kids play football. No, they're not. Well, unless they're third string and a freshman year and they're doing it just to be social. <laughs> we his, don't have to go in, right? His knees are gonna be very good at the end of the year. But the but uh and people are probably thinking, what the hell's wrong with the mayor? Is he is he gone euphorian? Yeah, here? what's going on? No, I, I go ahead and play it. And but I I've I find it personally less and less appealing because I don't like to watch them hit their heads. Crunch. It just, it's just, it's disturbing. I still watch every Sunday and still will, but I, I, I'm with you where I find it less appealing than I used to. I, I used to watch be as every diehard Sunday. as I'll anybody. watch. It's my rule of thumb has to be I have to be driven indoors by inclement weather before the football season starts for yeah. me. The idea that people spent Saturday afternoon. At, at the stadium to watch. Were you there Saturday no. afternoon? I had a, I had a wedding this weekend. Oh my god! We were, we that's were, beyond my understanding. We were monitoring it, mm-hmm. keeping an eye on it. What they do? They beat the Cardinals. They, they beat the Bird. Was it fourteen to nine? They I have another game this Thursday. They're at Buffalo this Thursday. Yep. And that uh, that ends the practice season. You, you going? No, I'm not. I'm not going to make her. Uh, I got the beer show. Can't do it Thursday night. Yes, that, and then that they, last game, nobody really will play anyway. None of the regular. Yeah, this is all the the scrubs that won't make the team that'll be active on Thursday night. Better mm-hmm. fighting for their a, a job somewhere else. Yeah. Or to and make then a team. the uh, the lid lifter is a week from Sunday at no, home against the Falcons no, for the Vikings. Yeah. Yes, but they start Thursday again. The That's Bears, right. Your Packers, Packers play. Packers, yeah. 
Hey, new Greg Holcomb, uh, Greg Holcomb cartoon out. Yeah, living the dream. It's a Reavers brain scan cartoon, uh, and also last week's winner at the fair show was Andy Merrick, a very pumped up GLer who will participate with did, Holcomb in a new cartoon. Did nice. you guys see him spring out yeah. of his yes. seat at the yes. fair when Greg announced his or Joe announced his name? Yes, I guess. Joe announced his name. We uh, <laughs> we discovered upon listening to the podcast that uh, the audio quality left much to be desired. And there's a variety of reasons for that, uh, none of which is my fault. (laughs) (laughs) First, there's two two different uh, types of audio. The Facebook Live audio was a little overmodulated. The actual audio that went into the Garage Logic podcast was more bearable, but was not perfect. Because I went back to listen to it as well. And there's a host of reasons for this, correct, Reavers? Yeah, uh, talked to engineering both Friday and then again this morning, and we think we should have things fixed by ne- by this Friday well, at the fair. I hear there was a little issue with music now since my kid and I are playing Friday. You better have that straight sound good. Yeah, you better be. That's that's why we want to make sure that we have it sound. Well, Just I want to play us. a song for you that. I didn't get far enough in the podcast to hear the music. Was that troublesome? It was, yeah, because we were using stick mics into Johnny's amp on the stage. Well, we had a group on called Dawson Hollow. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, what are they, five or six siblings? Five. five siblings. And I thought they were fantastic. They, they were, were really fun. Yeah. And they did a song called, uh, was it Hills and Roads? Hills and Roads. And we clapped along. The audience got to clap along. We want to play that for you. Are you ready to play that? Do you want to bump back with it, or Let's do you want bump, to do it not? We can bump back with it. Okay. And and this is, if you didn't, uh, if you weren't there in person and you tried to hear this song on the podcast, I I understand and apologize that it might have been a little uh, a little suspect. If you were there live in person, it sounded great. It was fantastic. Right, yeah. Right. And maybe we did that by design to drive people yeah, out to the if fair. You want to come and see some more of that? Come on out Friday. Let's go. All right. We'll be back, and when we come back, you'll hear that song called "Hills and Roads" by Dawson Hollow. I think it was peppier. Yeah, they were uh, they were a lot of fun. About a half beat faster live, it seemed to me, <laughs> didn't it? All right, thank you. They were great. They Dawson sound Hall. a lot like uh, Mumford and Sons to me. Okay. Yes. Is that fair? Yes, There's a little hint. Say, for the second time, I've got an interesting email from Deb and Dwayne. It looks like Kazmarek. For the second time in a year, my husband and I have been treated to a Garage Logic sermon. In the first instance, the youthful pastor of St. Michael's in Farmington invoked the creed of the loyal order of the 21sters in his Rorate Cayley Mass. This morning, Father Nick Vandenbrook, another young pastor of Immaculate Conception in Lonsdale, spoke extensively of the cylinder index. 
He explained the concept admirably and expressed general endorsement of it, but cautioned against allowing our cylinders to become vanities. Hmm. What do you suppose your mother would think of all this? And I emailed her back. She's probably happy that I still go to Mass. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember the vanity sermon. That's about two weeks ago. So this this priest apparently was saying, uh, let's use the cylinder index as an example. You can have cylinders. Mm-hmm. You can have cylinders, Wait. but you can't you can't make them paramount in your life. Wait a minute, we got you, you got to send this guy a bill. He's stealing your material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. copyright <laughs> stuff there, Padre. <laughs> And then uh, John writes, uh, Mr. Mayor, I thought that you and the GLers might want to fill out this survey concerning the renaming of Fort Snelling. It only takes a few minutes to let them know that they should just leave the name alone. Good luck, John Manson and Brainerd. So go to www.mnhs.org. Okay, Minnesota, Minnesota History. Historical Society. Yep, uh, and then slash Fort Snelling slash naming, and you can weigh in on the uh, the idea that... And, and Downing has provided, you know how we always ask Kenny what's the name of his lake and he won't tell us? <laughs> yeah. Well, Downing did some research. It's called You Kids Get Off of Me Lake. <laughs> it's spelled U-K-I-D-D-S in okay. the Native American fashion. Yeah. G-I-D-D-O-F-I-M-A. You Kids Get Off of My Lake. Okay, that that's, makes that's sense. Kenny's lake up there. Kenny's how about lake. the look he gave LD, though, at the fair when he said he was working on a case up in the Alexandria area mm-hmm. and his ears just perked up like, you better not be naming my lake there, LD. <laughs> Uh, Joe, I consider myself a last dropper, but I think I need a ruling. I recently acquired a good-sized adult portion zucchini from the office free table. I've tried a couple of things with it, hated it, and still have the half of the damn thing left. Can I pitch the rest of it and still maintain last dropper status? Uh, uh, Dave. Yeah, with me you can. Oh, yeah, it's, it's organic. You know, it, you're it's not going to go away. It's not like you're going to be polluting anything. Right. What, what, what would you do with half a zucchini? What would you do with any piece of zucchini? I'm not a zucchini guy. You're not? No. And Bill Stein, who we saw at the fair, up Mm -hmm. from Aiken, said it was great to see everyone at the fair. It was especially nice to visit with Greg Holcomb and LD. As you know, we were late to the show due to a terrible bus accident. Our Aiken Community Ed bus was only one mile behind the buses involved. I would like to commend our bussy, George. While we were enjoying GL and the fair, George was called upon to take our bus to pick up the non-hospitalized riders from the Little Falls State Fair bus and deliver them to Maple Grove where they were able to catch another bus home. He is a GL or two, and we are very proud of him. He would never leave a sleeper on his bus. Here, here. It was nice to meet Bill. I'd never met him. Yeah, so. yeah. He's a good guy. Uh, For an academy grad. How, how, <laughs> how GL was that whole paragraph? Yeah. About, yeah. Coming it, down right. on the bus, and mm-hmm. our bussy bailed out another bussy, and that's just so GL, that whole scene. It was weird seeing how, didn't it feel, because I know we get to take the shuttle from here every day, but why did it feel like it was more chaotic, the the opening weekend of the fair, in, in terms of traffic? Because, because that's was, all you saw well, on it was social record media. crowds, and it was a perfect day. There was no humidity. If you were going to go to the fair, Thursday was the day to go. Well, Thursday and Friday both set records. Yeah. But my, but I guess my point is it felt more uh, that, that the traffic didn't flow like it normally would because they're always prepared for giant crowds. We, we didn't care. We were on a shuttle. That's true. And giant protests. Yeah. I did have one problem at the fair. The uh, the little overpass there that comes out of the grandstand where people walk on the yeah. overpass by our, oh, the, by our booth, they closed the bathrooms there. That was yeah. my bathroom. There's no more bathrooms. I learned that uh, on Thursday yeah. as well. Why would they do that? I have no idea. What's replaced them? Nothing. It's, it's storage. Just a, yeah. 
Well, you're aware of our bathroom. Well, yeah. At KSTP. Yeah, I rarely use it, though. I got to get in there. Yeah. Hold on. For that hey, reason. Uh, you might want to give it uh, five or ten minutes here, will you? That's Are you aware? A uh, number of emailers want, wanted to point something out. Are you aware that uh, Barack and Michelle Obama have bought the uh, Martha's Vineyard estate from Boston, yeah. Boston Celtics owner Wick Grousebeck? Yeah. Well, I think it's a $15 yep. million dollar mansion. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gordy Dolman has a wonderful point. <laughs> this is brilliant. I wish I've th- we should have thought of this. If you truly believed that the oceans were rising and we have 12 years to save the planet, is this where you would buy your $15 million mansion? <laughs> oh, good point. I will believe global warming is a crisis when the people telling me it's a crisis start behaving like it. Hypocrites one and all. I don't... I don't begrudge uh, Barack and Michelle Obama getting a $15 million estate, but he he has lost all credibility to lecture. Mm-hmm. Right. You're on the ocean, you moron. <laughs> if you think it's going to rise, what, and you're a young man, what are you doing? Right. Uh, and Howard writes, it's nice to know that Barry and Michelle are living their values. They left behind the safe haven that is Chicago to go bravely forth into the world. Ever champions for the people, they found a new place that truly puts them back among the great unwashed. <laughs> I don't, again, I don't begrudge them, but uh, but he has lost any any pulpit he might have. Well, they made a lot of money off of politics, both of them. Think of that contrast, though. What are they? What makes them bigger frauds? The The climate change aspect or bailing on Chicago? Uh, bailing on Chicago. He's not really a community activist in Chicago anymore, is he? Not, not really. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating, though? You, you got tw- uh, Bernie Bernie Sanders. Uh, uh, <coughs> Bernie, Bernie Panders. Bernie Panders. We're going to get to him in a moment. Uh, he believes that uh, we only have 11 years. But these these time He's limits. up in the ante. These, these, <laughs> these time limits we've been given go back about 30 oh, years. Yeah. And uh, we're on about our 15th, 10-year survival rate period. And everything's pretty good. We even even to, to the point where NASA is pointing out now that don't worry about the fires in the Amazon. It's uh, it's very routine. It's very natural. And uh, and Leonardo, you know, tweet out the right picture. Yep. Don't don't get me an old Idaho that's, fire. That's Utah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good that that millennium clock has a reset button on it, isn't it? How about the behavior of the left too upon uh, learning that David Koch died? Yeah. Oh man. This this Bill Maher, who I was giving some credit to last week for his position on. Uh, uh, the the BDS movement in Israel and putting Aos, uh, putting uh, Ilhan Omar and Chalid Rashid Talib in their places, he he was the leading foul human being in ripping David Koch and all these these so called uh, Hollywood elites, uh, Bette Midler and others uh, are blaming him for ruining the earth. The guy was a a, a brilliant philanthropist. He did. He right. did untold good works throughout the world, he and his brother. It's just criminal. It, it doesn't end with his death either. That will go on uh, for a long time. But to those that were almost celebrating the fact that he died. Not, that, that's, not almost. They were well, celebrating. That's, but it, that's just What's, that's awful. But is that how foul we've become? Yes, unfortunately. It, it's, just, it's just horrific. These people don't know anything about David Koch. Nothing. In fact, I had friends participating in that, and I thought... Really? That's what, that's what are you... they? What are they? Uh, what are the? Uh, what's the? What's the club uh, happy about that? Or, or angry about that? He produced oil. Of course. Oh, 
Well, all of these hypocrites use it. Well, use and oil. That, and that he built basically helped build the Tea Party. They're all, of course, yeah. offended by that yeah. because his money and his brothers yeah. basically built the Tea Party. He wasn't a Trump which, guy. Which all the liberals, of course, hate the Tea <laughs> right. Party. He yeah, was but not he, a Trump guy. He was not a guy. Trump guy. No. He yeah, stayed no. out of the 2016 election. Yeah, yeah, but forget that. Forget that he's just a bad guy. Oh, man alive. That's just something else, isn't it? Uh, but that's a perfect example right there of the, the euphorians picking and choosing and not being consistent. Uh, hail the Flashlight King. Hail you! I was wondering if there are any GL events on the schedule besides the fair. Uh, I won't go to the fair, and something always seems to come up, and I have so far been unable to make the annual spring event around Garage Opener for a number of years. I've been a listener for 20 years since I was 17 and really want to make a live show before you retire. Am I out of luck until next spring? Uh... Yeah, I think so. Unless, <laughs> but I still want to take us on the road for two weeks in the winter. A week in Arizona, a week in Florida. I'm down. Well, I'm down. Let's do it. we got to get something yeah. to pay for it. That's right. <laughs> hey, who is the emailer? Uh, Kickstarter, GoFundMe, what do we got? That's No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Matt Etter. <laughs> Matt. Matt Etter. We'll, uh, we'll gladly take uh, that spot. Oh, where can they send that email to? Rook? Right, uh, rookie <laughs> at garagelogic.com. <laughs> Say, Spencer uh, Grunhofer uh, has a new uh, promotion starting today. He wants to give away a $250 Grunhofer's gift card to the 1,500th person who comes in and signs the Heard It on the Garage Logic podcast sheet at his front counter. Oh, that's cool. Since they started, uh, Spencer reports just over 1,300 people have signed those sheets. And uh, so Spencer's going to give 250 bucks. To, I don't know how you're going to do the calculus on this and time your arrival there to be the 1500th. Just go every day. 1500th, <laughs> but we're talking about uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in uh, Hugo, on the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. It's become a, a meat paradise for GLers, uh, rookie burgers, ribeye burgers, steaks, bacon, ham, all kinds of... Uh, you know what it is, Joe? It truly is. It's a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, I must have been stopped by... Five or six different people just telling me what kind of brat they got at Spencer's, at Grunhofer's. Well, the grilling brackets are probably still underway. The, the, the specialty at Grunhofer's are, are more than 130 flavors mm. of pork brats. Do not boil them. These are ah. to be grilled. These are lean pork brats. Great jerky, chicken brats, beef brats, you name it. Everything you could possibly want in the world of meat mm-hmm. is available at Grunhofer's. Old-fashioned meat market, the north side of Hugo on Highway 61. We'll be back in just a moment to visit the failed academy. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. This is the other song Dawson Hollow did, Euphoria, Euphoria. <laughs> which you gave him a, a little, little, what was it? It was the name, of a, the name of a musical implement he saw. Oh, that's fantastic. Somebody was at the Garage Logic broadcast. And they said on Instagram, I downloaded Dawson Hollow's album as soon as I got home. Cool. Here's Johnny Height. 
Thank you, Joe. Uh, sources tell our friends downstairs here in the Hubbard Building, 5 Eyewitness News, that the Grand Avenue Business Association is now under a federal investigation involving the U.S. Attorney, Secret Service, and the IRS. Holy mackerel. Business Association known as GABA, their biggest yearly event in St. Paul's Grand Old Day in June, and that's where sources said the investigation started after the festival was abruptly canceled in April and then saved at the last minute by donations from local businesses. Sources said St. Paul Police started the investigation in May. They then turned over significant evidence in July to the U.S. Attorney's Office Uh-oh. for Minnesota. The Secret Service, a division of the Department of Homeland Security, handles financial crimes, as does the IRS, which is also involved, according to sources. Uh, sources said the investigation is primarily focused on GABA's spending during the years 2014 through 2018, when the organization started losing tens of thousands of dollars, which prompted the initial cancellation of Grand Old Day. Shortly after GABA announced it could not afford to host Grand Old Day in April, GABA's executive director and president both left the organization and a new board with new leadership took over. Bob Lawrence became GABA's president in January and he confirmed there is a federal investigation underway, but he wouldn't comment on any specifics. He said after St. Paul police did an audit, for reasons I do not know, they turned the case over to the federal government. This must be a big deal then. Yeah. Lawrence said he could not determine how much money the federal government might be looking for at uh, po- as possible embezzlement or financial improprieties regarding past board members. Uh, Sources did tell Five Eyewitness News up to six GABA board members in January 2016 spent a night at Mystic Lake Casino with some of their spouses and billed GABA three grand for the casino visit. Sources said in February 2016, less than a month after the Mystic Lake trip, GABA paid 200 bucks for staff member to fly to Las Vegas, but there was no GABA business going on in Las Vegas at the time. The same sources said in 2015 and 2016, there were more than $5,000 in, quote, Happy hour expenses each year. Oh, for board, they like that top shelf stuff, huh? For board members, which were also paid by GABA. And sources said a former staff employee manipulated GABA's financial book so the employee could receive an extra bonus payment, which was not approved by the board, that totaled about $4,000. Lauren said Grand Old Day did very well financially in 2019, and GABA is moving forward with plans to continue the event in 2020. Attracted more than 200,000 people in recent years. Lawrence says we're in a lot better place than we've been in the past eight years. Grand Old Day is great for Grand Avenue in St. Paul. And right now, we're planning on a great year in June of 2020. The U.S. Attorney's Office and St. Paul Police Department will not confirm or deny that there's an active case investigation. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is obviously still a very successful venture. The, Apparently. Of just of Grand Old Day. Right. Where where does that money go? That is generated by, by the by the event itself. Well, they got to pay the cops, the insurance, and then I suppose if there's extra, it's thrown in the bin for next for year. next year when yeah. they have to start. But it, on such and it was that bin that fell short. Yes, uh, apparently because of hijinks, and uh, that's hijinks. why it was threatened to be canceled this year. Yes, there wasn't enough money left in the drawer. Do you think that that's why it was initially someone said, well, we're not going to keep foot in the bill for this. Let's just no cancel idea. it. I've never understood the appeal of, you know, oh, boy, I got a $200 airplane ticket. Just buy it yourself, you cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> what about a $3,000 night at Mystic Lake Casino? Oh, well, you couldn't that drag me there anyway. Unless oh, they were advertisers. That's right. I would, I will. Take them. I will. Yeah. I love those yeah. places. Yeah. I love Mystic no, Casinos Lake. give me uh, anxiety attacks. I don't understand that. Well, it's too light in there. Too many noises. Ding, 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 ding. It's fun. It's relaxing to play some slots, oh, play some cards. It's the opposite of relaxing. About twice a year, I like to go sit a couple, three hours and just do that. You're kidding. No, about twice a year. Wow. 
Uh, what, slot machines? Yeah, just quite an enjoyable evening. Mm-hmm. How about, let's take a GL trip to the Mystic Lake. You huh? tell me all about I'm, it. I'm uh, heading up to Grand Casino because September 6th, you know who's playing there. No. The Dan. Oh, that's right. Steely Dan. Yeah. Outdoors. That's well, there's good. one Dan left. Well, there's more than one. There's, yeah. you know. The Dan's uh, <laughs> Two of them. It's a big yeah, band with a lot of really good players. So. A Minnesota man suspected of killing his parents has returned to the state after being extradited Sunday. Dylan Bennett, wanted for murdering his parents, Carol and Barry Bennett of Long Prairie, was arrested in Cancun, Mexico on Saturday. According to an updated Todd County jail roster Monday, Dylan Bennett was listed as being booked for two counts of second-degree murder. Bennett became a suspect after authorities found his parents shot to death in their Long Prairie home on August 21st. The Sheriff's Office and the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension discovered Bennett had purchased an airline ticket from Ohio to Cancun earlier that week. Authorities had reportedly been tracking his cell phone and credit card activity in Cancun. Uh, Barry Bennett uh, was a former NFL player, including one season here with the Minnesota Vikings. Three boaters are okay after their pontoon plunged down the side of a power dam on Lake Zumbro, north of Rochester, on Saturday. That seems to me it's a case of losing touch with nature. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a dam on this thing. You know it? <laughs> if if there is a dam hey, on... Hey, Bob, is that a dam? But, but if there is a dam on the body of water, you have a pontoon, yeah. you have only one job to constantly worry about. Not go over the dam. Staying Don't away from, stay away the, from dam. the dam. According to a release from the Wabasha County Sheriff's Office, the Wabasha County Dispatch received a report at about 10.40 p.m., so it was late, regarding the incident at the power dam at Lake Zumbro. What's the most important thing to know for going on a boat? The most important thing is is safety. Nope. The most important thing is uh, stay in the boat. A group of four individuals had docked their pontoon beside a building structure at the dam and left to visit a nearby park. Oh, yeah. They then re-entered the vessel and left the area where they had been docked. The driver reportedly indicated that they then realized they were at the edge of the dam. Driver tried to maneuver away from the edge, but was unable to get the pontoon free. Get in reverse, Bert. Right, right. Per the, <laughs> per the driver's instructions, the passengers sat to one side of the boat. <laughs> they realized they were about to I go over. Everybody on the right. Well, do we know the size of this? If they lived, this pontoon. couldn't have been a significant... Uh, uh, just a pontoon, yeah. Hang on to the chain link fence. No, no, no. The size of the dam. Oh, that I don't if know. If you lived, no. it, 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 uh, it couldn't have been very... What body Pro- of water was harrowing. it? Zumbro. Lake Zumbro. Or no, Lake... What was it? Yeah. Zumbro Falls, I believe, is what it was called. Lake Zumbro, yeah, north of Rochester. I don't think you'd survive if you went over the dam on the Mississippi at the, uh, under the Ford Bridge, would you? No, no you wouldn't. So. Well, there was uh, that one group that did survive... Remember that big, I, uh, they, uh, they rescued them. Yeah, I guess. I well, on this but, you one. Know, you would most likely die. Before the pontoon went over the edge here, one passenger jumped out of the boat and swam to a buoy. The pontoon <laughs> went. See you guys later. <laughs> the pontoon yeah. went over the dam, landed upright and safe on a shelf below the dam. The person who swam to the buoy got the attention of nearby boaters who brought the individual to shore where they were met by Mazeppa firefighters. <laughs> The boaters at the bottom of the dam were rescued by a combination of firefighters, deputies, and civilian boaters. One individual transported for injuries that appeared to not be life-threatening. Uh, the press release, uh, not press release, but the uh, release from the police states that portions of the incident remain under investigation, but alcohol and darkness ah. were believed to have been factors. I, in I would have, I, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't know I could drive a pontoon boat. Right. You Rook, can't. If you go to the CCO story, there's a photo attached with it on the website's. Uh, the website story, but I had the same thought, John. 
Can you imagine? So there were four people in there. They land. They all look around. We're still alive. Let's do it again. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> How did the guy clinging to the buoy get rescued? Uh, he was rescued by a nearby boaters, I believe it said. Okay. Didn't it? Uh, let's see. The person who swam to the buoy got the attention of nearby boaters who brought the individual to shore, uh-huh. where he was met by the Mazeppa. Well, I'm glad they well, didn't get So hurt. that's quite a drop there. That's a pretty good drop. Yeah. It landed upright, though, so they were lucky. That's it, I guess. Wow. Yeah. All we got is that pontoon. <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. grab the beer, will you? <laughs> President Trump facing pressure to scale back a U.S.-China trade war contributing to a global economic slowdown. Claimed Monday that serious talks will begin soon, although another round has been expected in Washington in September. Trump said his trade negotiators had received what he called two very good calls from China on Sunday. However, a spokesman for China's foreign ministry said Monday uh, that he didn't know what calls Trump was talking about. Trump expressed his optimism about China hours after he sent mixed messages on the tariff war. At first seemed to express regret Sunday over escalating the trade dispute, but the White House later said his only regret regret was that he didn't impose even higher tariffs on China. On Monday, Trump claiming the Sunday evening conversations meant China is serious about making a deal. G7 countries have agreed to an immediate $20 million fund to help Amazon countries fight those wildfires you were talking about, Joe, and launch a long-term global initiative to protect the rainforest. That announcement came from French President Emmanuel Macron, the host of this year's meeting of G7 leaders. Any any word on if they're also going to help out Montana? And uh, what was the other one, Joe? Saudi Brazil. Sweden. A very smart monkey has been filmed picking up a rock and shattering his zoo enclosure window. The footage, taken on August 20th at the Zhengzhou Zoo, no, Zhengzhou Zoo, mm-hmm. in China's Henan province, shows the Colombian white-faced capuchin monkey lifting up the sizable rock above its head. With the pointy end facing the window, it smashes it against the surface. But the creature doesn't appear to use enough force, so he does it again. This time the window shatters into pieces as the monkey runs from the scene, Visitors watching the scenes unfold gasp in shock as the glass boundary cracks and the monkey itself also runs in the opposite direction. In Onlooker, of course, Mr. Wang said the the monkey was sharpening... No offense. (laughs) Hey, Wang, no offense. (laughs) No offense. (laughs) Sharpening the stone, and then it started hitting it on the glass. So the monkey made a tool, John. He did. He sharpened him himself Mm -hmm. and made it pointy mm-hmm. so that it would break the glass. So, mm-hmm. But then the idiot ran the other way instead of to well, his he freedom. Would, he right. was frightened when the glass yeah. broke. Well, he should have known what to expect. Freedom. Yeah, He didn't run to freedom. He ran the other in, way and Mr. Wang captured him and that monkey's still uh, begging for cigarette butts. Living right. in Shanghai. They right. said uh, at the zoo, though, they said this monkey has been known to be a lot smarter than the others. For instance, he knows how to use tools to break walnuts. Yeah. And the other monkeys, yeah. all they know how to do is put it in their mouth and try to break it. With right. Them. They just chose not to. Uh, what did Patrick say? Uh, they, uh, they haven't uh, evolved. They haven't evolved. <laughs> haven't evolved. <laughs> right there no, ambition. Yeah, no ambition. <laughs> no ambition. <laughs> one more, Johnny. One more. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, save that Pick one. Pick the for best later. one, John. Save that one for later. I'll save that one for later. I'll save that one. Oh, I'm going to run out of stories. No. I got to get to you. Well, end it right now. I got to get to you. I got to get to you to Bernie and uh, Elizabeth. Well, let me tell so you about go ahead. Uh, KFC, the latest fast food chain to test going beyond meat. Oh, good. Kentucky Fried Chicken announced they'll be testing new menu items featuring plant based chicken. The company is teaming up with Beyond Meat, which has also partnered recently with Dunkin' Donuts and All right, stop. Subway. This, this, ah, this discussion, this very discussion came up in my home last night. 
Because I, I am married to a non-meat yep. eater. Sure. She's just chicken Ooh. and just fish. Well, but that's if, meat. Well, Chicken's meat. Red meat is uh-huh. what I'm getting at. I'm uh-huh. sorry. See. But if you're, because I know Burger King's doing the same thing. They did with their burger. with. And, and I thought, that's great. Okay, no problem. I'm not ripping Burger King. I'm not ripping KFC. But if you're sure. a, a vegan or a plant-based dieter, are you going to these places? Well, uh, I have one in my household, too. And yes, on occasion, he ends up at a place like that. And okay. And gets very frustrated because he can't eat anything there. So, okay. So yeah, he then was, I guess uh, he'd try it. Does he like the failure bowl? Will he eat that? <laughs> he, he would hate that. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's somewhat healthy. I don't think he wants that. Uh, this will all start August twenty seventh in Atlanta, and then they'll see if, <laughs> it is. if it works. They'll see if they want to take it beyond the Atlanta area. I see. All right. Thank you. We're mm-hmm. going to be back shortly. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Uh, Bernie Panders was at the state fair over the weekend. It's almost a cliche that he would, you know, instantly go to the NPR booth. It's just almost a a comical cliche. Elizabeth Warren, uh, it's almost a cliche that she would go to McAllister, where her people claim she drew 12,000 admirers. And then over the weekend in Seattle, it says she uh, drew a record crowd of 15,000. And she's touting her wealth tax of two cents on every dollar of assets above 50 million. Warren drew chance of two cents, two cents. The loudest uh, camp applause came when she called for overturning. Just a minute, I have a Roycey-like gas attack. <laughs> yeah, you do. You must have had a uh, cup too much. Uh, when she called for overturning the Supreme Court's ruling that lifted campaign finance uh, restrictions. Uh, she's running on a platform of economic populism with proposals such as the wealth tax and more regulation. Uh, I think that's immoral. What what right does any other human have to take any of your wealth? Uh, you're right. already paying taxes. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you in fact if you have assets above 50 million, you're paying more taxes than anybody else in the country. Right. But you, that that to me that's immoral. Bernie uh Bernie Sanders I think is a fraud. I have always thought that. Here's from the Wall Street Journal today. Uh He has published his version of the Green New Deal, and it's written with all the realism voters have come to expect. Start with its price, $16.3 trillion. That's 10 times Joe Biden's climate plan, which is wild already. For the record, America's annual economy is about $21 trillion. Uh, And Sanders says climate change shares similarities with the crisis faced by Franklin Delano Roosevelt in the 40s when the U.S. within three short years restructured the entire economy. Oh, the good old days of coffee and meat rationing. Maybe that isn't what Mr. Sanders has in mind, but he pledges to declare a national emergency and push through a wholesale transformation of our society. I've been telling you for 10 years, that's what this movement is about. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the environment. Uh, Here we go. Workers in the, this is Bernie from today's Wall Street Journal. Workers in the fossil fuel industry would be given a just transition, including five years of a wage guarantee, a four-year college education if they so desire, plus early retirement support for those who choose it, because he's going to eliminate the fossil fuel uh, industry. It could be good news if you work like at a gas station or something. But in case you uh, do want to work, Mr. Sanders says his plan will be ending unemployment by creating 20 million jobs. He's full of uh, 
horse feathers. As long as Bernie is uh, uh, ending things, war, he doesn't, he, he'd lead the planet in a wholesale shift away from militarism. After collecting the last Nobel Peace Prize ever required, he would redirect the trillions of dollars now spent on misguided wars and weapons of mass destruction toward climate change. Uh, here's his agenda. $2.2 trillion to help small businesses and families in, winter, in weatherizing and retrofitting. $2.1 trillion to help companies and families trade in their fossil fuel-dependent vehicles for new electric vehicles. $607 billion for a regional high-speed rail system. $527 billion to offer free universal school meals, as well as to expand food stamps. This is, the, this is part of the Green New Deal because the cost of energy and food are so intertwined. $407 billion to replace all school and transit buses with electric buses. Mm. You, you don't think electric uh, requires uh, energy? Maintenance, energy. $216 billion for truckers to replace all diesel tractor trailer trucks. $36 billion to help people transform their lawns into food-producing or reforested spaces. Uh, the Wall Street Journal says at some point the eyes glaze over. Yet there's much more from spending on broadband internet to money for farmers of color. Bernie's plan at least offers our office printer, at least on our office printer, runs to 37 pages. Uh, uh, Warren's doing the same thing. They're in a race to give give away things. Here's my deep thoughts. Takes me back to Gull Lake, or at least the drive home from it. Uh, Both Bernie and uh, Warren uh, seem to be selling the idea uh, that... Wealth uh, is nothing to be admired, and that if you don't have any wealth, it's not your fault. We'll get you. We'll get you some uh, some bling. We're going to square you away, sure. and and we're going to take care of you. And so I'm driving home, and I I began my my eye began to what began to capture my eyes. If I saw one, I saw ten billboards. Now hiring. Uh, Construction companies, uh, excavation companies, machinists, uh, surveying crews, uh, on and on and on. Now hiring. Target at their distribution center in Fridley, eighteen fifty an hour. They're hiring for it today. Bernie and Elizabeth are appealing. I think it, I think it boils down to this: if you're in the Bernie and Warren camp, you're basically lazy. You don't want to work. You don't want to work. I want everybody to do this for you. Make it easy. Work has been sold as problematic. Uh, inconvenient. It's inconvenient to the cafe society. It's inconvenient to the salon. But there are those of us who will have to work to pay for this nonsense if it, if it ever should come to pass. Case in point, I was just trying to find there was a, a perfect tweet, and I wanted to give the gentleman credit, but about how... I'd love to live in this world that Bernie Sanders envisions where all of this money is just there for the taking. Who's going to pay for it? That's that's the whole point. And I and I so I looked up Bernie Sanders and world that all you get is everyone is just angry at anyone who has achieved wealth in this country. But that's what they're preying on. They're selling that to the point of immorality in my estimation. I don't care if you're a multi-billionaire. What right does Elizabeth Warren have to say, well, on top of the taxes you're already paid, I'm going to have a surcharge of two cents on every dollar above $50 million. You just talked about the Obamas buying the place mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. No. Aren't people mad Martha's at them? Martha's Vineyard. Sorry, Martha's Vineyard. Aren't people mad at them for that? I, I wouldn't I, that same camp? I, I, think, I think they're okay because they're still members of the club. Sure, and they still pick and choose. The but it, it, it dawned on me that well, wait a minute. Why is there? 
I've seen dozens of hiring billboards. Hiring now. Hiring now. No experience necessary to drive a These are $2 an hour jobs. <laughs> this is the real deal. I have a friend who runs a manufacturing company in southern Minnesota. About 100 people. Yeah. Employs 100 people. He's desperately trying to find people to work, and he can't. Because people don't want to work. Well, I, I think... And, and, and the other part of it is, Joe... That type of manual labor is almost scoffed at nowadays. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what I think of the failed academy. Mm -hmm. The hell with the failed academy. Go into the commercial trades. Train yourself for the commercial right. trades and right. get a hell, have a hell of a living. Yes. Electrician, pipe fitter. Right away, too. You don't have to wait four mm -hmm. years. Uh, they're selling a bad idea. They're... They do not have a vision of the United States that GLers have. They just don't have that vision. They, they see the United States as, a, as problematic, and they would attack it by going after the people who've done the most to bring about prosperity for people. Mm -hmm. You think David uh, Koch didn't bring prosperity to many thousands and thousands of thousands of people and employees, and to see him get ripped up like that by the left is just incredible? And then this Elizabeth Warren constantly fills these parks with 15,000 people who cheer her on. Go get their money. Go get their money. These people are lazy. I think it boils down to they don't want to work. Nope. They, look at Elizabeth's going to give me health care. She's going to give my kid free college. <laughs> and Bernie's going to get me a new electric car. I don't have to do anything. What a bunch of B as in B, S as in S. And it's, oh, go ahead, Rook. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that's when it uh, uh, makes not earning something it's it's that's the worst possible thing if i give you a car you're not going to take care of it if you have to pay for it or something then it has value and you're going to be proprietary mr sanders will make railroads retrofit their coal and oil bomb trains <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cyclical you guys have been playing the soundbite for years the gal remember when obama was elected I got it. I'm not going to have to pay my I got rent it. Anymore. I have it. I have it. I have it. I have it. I think it's right her. here. Do you have it? And I think it's right here. Peggy Joseph took her daughter out of school early Wednesday for this. Her emotions ran high following Obama's speech. It was the most memorable time of my life. I, I, it was a touching moment because I never thought this day would ever happen. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I help him, he's going to help me. I don't know how it worked oh, wow. out for you, Peggy, but it worked out really great for Barack because they just bought a $15 million mansion on the ocean <laughs> despite the fact that it will disappear in 12 years mm -hmm. because of rising sea levels. Wake up, people! And that was 11 years ago. Because mm -hmm. wasn't that right after he was elected? Here, a student challenged presidential candidate Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, and Bernie didn't like it much. The interaction occurred Thursday I guess that's before he came to the fair here, during a question and answer period with the candidate at a town hall event in Chico, California. So my question is, you d seem adamant about climate change, said the students. Yeah, agreed Sanders. He's a crabby old fart, isn't he? He really is. <laughs> so what ways would you take to, uh, to practice what you preach if you were to become president, the student asked. I know it's stressful and you have to travel a lot, he said. You have to use fossil fuels. No, I'm not going to walk to California, Sanders joked, the laughter from the audience. No, I understand that. We do the best we can. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not going to use fossil fuels. Then why, why do you get to condemn them then? Right. You're a hypocrite. 
The admission came on the same day that his campaign released a climate change plan that the New York Times described as the most extreme among the presidential candidates, the one I just read to you from the Wall Street Journal, the one that cost $16.2 trillion. Climate change is an existential threat to the entire country and the entire world, and we must be aggressive, Sanders said. No, Bernie, you're wrong. It's not, a, it's not an ex- existential threat. You've already admitted that you see it as a means to reform society. It has nothing to do with what the temperature is supposed to be or if it rains too much. (laughs) I have seven grandchildren, he added. I'm going to be damned if I'm going to leave them a planet that is unhealthy and uninhabitable. The planet is more habitable (laughs) and more healthy than it's ever been. Life expectancy is better. Do you want to go back to, well, we've been down this road so many times. Uh, Sanders is currently tied with Warren for second place behind Biden. Uh, And they're all frauds. They're all just frauds. The one thing I continue to like about Trump is that he thinks this climate change is BS. I don't know if he, if he knows that it's the it's the it's the venue or if if it's the road that the mystery is taking or not. But he doesn't seem to be uh, terribly panicked by the fact that. Uh, yeah, I have a tiny bit of audio from Bernie's trip uh-huh. to the Minnesota State Fair. So listen, you've been pretty vague in the past, but how exactly are you going to break up the big banks? You mean a big bank breakup? Yeah, a big bank breakup. Yeah, break them up! <laughs> and that's what Bernie thinks, too. It's just, just break them up! Uh, uh, back to Sanders. She took a jab at her, a jab at her rival when asked by an attendee how she plans to defeat Donald Trump without sinking to his level. We're not going to win this by just saying not Trump, Warren said at the International Fountain Park. It's not enough to be not Trump. Uh, Warren faces lingering concerns for many Democratic voters about whether she can defeat Trump in a general election. The perception that Biden, a former VP, is the most electable candidate is central to his enduring strength. I know how to fight, and I know how to win, Warren said, vowing not to back down from Trump's bullying. She said that a country that elects Donald Trump is a country with serious problems that must be tackled. Uh, And then she told about her own upbringing and and all of this stuff. Okay, look, Warren and Sanders uh, do not have a vision of America that is protective of individual liberty. No, they they have a vision of the United States becoming a, a a petri dish that they would experiment with because they think they're exalted enough and virtuous enough to know a better way than prosperity. What is a better way than prosperity? There isn't a better way, and they would they would put the brakes on prosperity, and they are appealing to people because there's just too many damn billboards up hiring now, hiring now, which only tells me that there are too many people who don't want to work. Well, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, what is their pursuit? Their pursuit of happiness is to diminish yours. <laughs> <laughs> what that a is plan. So, that is just sad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's the shame of it. Look at how many different people they are resonating with and how many people are unwilling to go out there and try to achieve. That's, that's disheartening. Now hiring. Yeah. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Greetings from sultry St. Louis, Missouri. Had to share this local news story describing the latest prefix being used. Has this made its way north yet? Good luck, Stephanie. And she linked me to a story from the the KMOV.com news in St. Louis. Some parents uncomfortable with gender-neutral title used by new teacher in Kirkwood School District. 
Students were back in class for the first day of school in the Kirkwood School District on Thursday. At Keyser Elementary School, students welcomed a new teacher who doesn't go by Mr. or Mrs., but instead uses the non-gender title of MX. Some people don't identify as male or female, which is the most commonly referred to as non-binary. They often prefer the pronoun they and prefer to use the uh, honorific title of mix, which is pronounced mix. A few parents said they thought it was inappropriate. Get me a button. Get me a button. Get me a button. A few parents say they thought it was inappropriate to allow the subject of gender identity to be brought into a grade school classroom. It's up to the parents to guide in things of identity or of beliefs as the children are in all their formative years, said Aaron Keplinger. The school district, the the Kirkwood School District, released a statement saying the honorific mix is a people-first, non-gender-specific title and is a preference by the teacher. We respect individual preferences to our teachers, staff, and students. Consistent with that practice, the decision was made to honor the request. You can't play it. No, I bet. Can't play it. Can't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. He did it. He did it. I don't know what the legal... How, he knows the time limit. I think, I think I he inherently has the time limit clock in his head. <laughs> so we don't know what this teacher is. We don't know. It's, we don't know, yeah. It's mix or mix, mix a lot. Mix. Mix a lot. Sir, mix Why a lot. are we creating no, this? No, you can't use sir. Mix. That's right, yep. Hello, Mix Carter. I, we don't mix know. Mix Carter. What, oh, that's just... It's, my mama it's told another me. layer of... Uh, uh, offendedness. My mama sold me right. tell to you. tell you. By the way, speaking of St. Louis, I learned these last uh, couple of weeks, right behind Chicago in terms of uh, shootings and uh, things ooh. of that nature. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Mix. I don't know. I brought you of... an apple, Mix Carter. Mix Carter. Next newscast, would you please introduce me as Mix Height? I will, right when we come back. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Thank you. Uh, The next time you're at Grunhofer's, do yourself a favor and drive another five minutes north on Highway 61 and check out the back-to-school sale at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. A great sale now on scooters, which is great for college commuting. No gas uh, worries, no parking worries. If something goes wrong with the scooter, Tim makes a daily circuit around town. He picks up what needs to be worked on, brings it back to EcoFun, then returns it to you. And uh, these are scooters by Lance and Sim. They've been making scooters since 1968. And when they learned that uh, Tim was having a back-to-school sale, they threw in another 100 bucks off. So there's here's a Raystar 49cc sale price at $12.99. Nope, make it $11.99. Cabo 50 1899, no, make it 1799. A Honda Classic 50, I'm sorry, a Havana Classic 50 and a Soho 50 both dropped from 1999 to 1899. These are fabulous scooters at EcoFun Motorsports. They also have a full line 
of Yamaha motorcycles, a lot of youth equipment. And now I'm uh, just brought up to the screen is uh, Richard drove down from Duluth after hearing Joe talk about, about the Bintelli e-bike he used to have to get himself one to ride. Enjoy your new electric bike, and thanks again for your business. Nice job. And boy, also, oh boy. clean out your car, Richard. Hey, What's Richard, going you on take here? a picture, clean out your cars. <laughs> this isn't uh, the, the chive. He's got the Bentelli e-bike in yeah, there, he does. Good yeah. job, Richard. Yeah. Thank you. That's cool. uh, check everything out at ecofundmotorsports.com. Uh, you're, you're not going to be disappointed. And uh, it really is. A, I, I use a scooter to commute around. Uh, for my errands, they turn every errand into an adventure. And I can go about 75 miles on a dollar. Nice. And that's a Yamaha scooter, uh, a little bigger than the ones on the back-to-school sale. But uh, uh, Tim has a great variety of Yamaha That's, a, that's a lot of bags and trips to Lunds on that thing. To finish the uh, Sanders and Warren thought, when they both admit that they want to fundamentally transform society, isn't that tantamount to them saying, we're going to tell you how to behave? Yep. Yes. That's what yeah. this That's. That's what Garth Paltridge warned us about, the Australian physicist, that this is so full of holes and so problematic that it's merely a means by which people wish to take power and tell you how to behave. We will tell you how mm-hmm. to live. Here's Johnny Height. That's Mix Height. I'm you. sorry. Here's oh, yeah. Whoops. Mix, mix sorry, Height. <laughs> Thank you, Mix Suture. I don't want to be called Mix. <laughs> Don't be mixing me. Don't be mixing me. High angling pressure and catch rates throughout July and August has led to the closure of walleye fishing on Mille Lacs Lake. According to a statement from the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, high angling pressure and catch rates during a time of the year when water temps were at their highest increased hooking mortality, resulting in a larger-than-expected walleye kill. Hooking mortality, which is when a fish is caught and released but dies anyway, is more likely when the water is warm. Brad Parsons is the fisheries chief for the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. He said, we're glad anglers had the opportunity to harvest walleye in May and fish for walleye throughout much of the open water season. But because angling pressure and walleye catch rates were high, the coming closure is necessary to stay within established limits. This Um, is a dumb question, but when does walleye season usually go to? Uh, boy, I, I have no idea. Look it up. I would think it'd be I'll the whole up. fishing season, wouldn't it? Okay. At Mille Lacs. Uh, the, uh, and now the ban will go into effect starting September 6th at 12.01 a.m. That time, anglers will no longer be able to target walleye on Mille Lacs Lake. Uh, regulations regarding walleye fishing for the winter of 2019-2020 on Mille Lacs Lake will be announced in November. Let this story. 12-year-old has been arrested as a suspect in a St. Paul stabbing that occurred Sunday. The juvenile suspect and two other males got into an argument with a 42-year-old man, according to St. Paul Police. The suspect, the 12-year-old, punched the victim and ran away. The victim proceeded to chase the suspect, and the suspect then allegedly stabbed the victim. Officers found the victim in the street near the Sunray Transit Center. He was transported to Regents Hospital, where he underwent life-saving surgery. A passerby later told police the suspect had been seen throwing an object onto the roof of a nearby business. St. Paul Fire responded with a ladder truck and found a knife covered with blood on the roof. I am sad to report that does not shock me whatsoever. I, I just went in one ear and out the other. 12-year-old. Yeah, 12-year-old. That doesn't surprise me. Nope. President Trump on Monday said he would certainly invite Russian President Vladimir Putin to attend next year's Group of Seven Summit when it's hosted by the United States. Uh, Trump said during a press conference at the close of this weekend's G7 summit in France, would I invite him? I would certainly invite him. Whether or not he could come psychologically, I think that's a tough thing for him to do. I don't follow that. I I don't either. 
Uh, the president also said, I think it would be better to have Russia inside the tent than outside the tent. Do we live either way? Yes, we leave either, uh, live either way. Is it politically popular for me to say that? Possibly not. Trump's t- Brett Farvish. He's there. asking. Very, right, that's right. exactly what I question? was just thinking. <laughs> Very Brett Farvish. <laughs> kind of like Doogie. Let's throw a little Doogie in there, too. Uh, the U.S. will serve as the host of next year's gathering of world leaders. As head of the host nation, the president can invite world leaders who are not part of the G7. Uh, meanwhile, defending himself against accusations of seeking to profit off the presidency by planning to host that summit next year at one of his resorts, the president estimated that being president has cost him 3 to $5 billion and said, I don't want to make money. I don't care about making money. Trump took questions from reporters in that joint appearance with French President Emmanuel Macron. Uh, Trump did confirm for the first time to reporters that his Trump National Doral Miami Resort is high in the running to host the event. I saw on the world of Twitter a picture of, uh, I don't know how to pronounce Trump's wife's name. Melania. Melania. Melania uh, looking at Justin Trudeau. Yes. I did you see that. that? Yes. And the caption, I can't, the caption was something like, you need a woman who looks at you the way she's looking at Justin Trudeau. <laughs> wow. She is uh-huh. very attractive. Yeah. She is. I'm going to find that picture. But the look on her face is just... Fantastic. Why did, I, why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> no, why didn't I do right, this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin Republican Representative Sean Duffy, a staunch supporter of President Trump, uh, said he's resigning from his Wisconsin congressional seat because he needs to spend more time with his family. The 47-year-old Duffy posted on Facebook he recently learned his ninth child, who's due in October, has a heart condition and will need more love, time, and attention due to complications. Nine kids, huh? Yeah. Uh, most people know Duffy uh, first knew him when he was on The Real World Boston back in 1997. Well, who doesn't remember that? Uh, he, I don't. He plans to resign September 23rd. Uh, Democratic Governor Tony Evers will then call a special election to fill the vacancy and its researching options for when to hold it. Oh, 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 oh. this picture where she's in the red? Yep. She's not thinking about Donald right there, I can tell you that. <laughs> An Indonesian man married his two girlfriends at once Good. in a well, ceremony. Well, you got to cut down on time there. I'll be right back. i got to run over to the room B. <laughs> While polygamy isn't unusual in that country, a Muslim man can have up to four spouses, according to the Quran. As Why long the as, hell not? As long as he can provide for each under Indonesian law. Isn't one bad enough? You got one for each meal and one for something else. (laughs) Indonesian law, though, a man can only marry more than one woman if he has the approval of his first wife. That's why the group... (laughs) Hey, honey, I got an idea. I got a great idea. Let me run something by you. I want to run something by you. But I'm going to give you another glass of wine. Would you mind? Oh, my God. But do you know why he did it, though? I don't. This is very sweet. Yeah. Uh The man quoted by local media, my heart couldn't stand to see them hurt. Uh-huh. So I decided to marry them both. Oh, that's big of them. No, that's big of me. Big of me of them. <laughs> you know, you're in fact you're Thanks way better looking than she is. So don't worry, you're you're much better looking oh, than she is. I'll think about you the entire time. <laughs> the entire time, I'm over there. As another part of Indonesian tradition, the new uh, groom gave his wives a dowry of ten thousand RPs. I don't know what RP stands for. Rupees, perhaps. Probably. Most likely. That equals about seventy cents. <laughs> yeah. But you know, in another that country, goes a long way. Ten thousand a lot. <laughs> it's just here; it's not much. I'm even going to throw in ten thousand rupees. 
Get don't yourself spend, a pack of cigarettes. Do sure. Don't spend Re- it all in one place. Yeah. Reaction online ranged from serious to humorous, obviously. Hey, can I, I get those in big bills? Yeah. <laughs> in Florida, a school resource yeah, officer. I need all that. I got to liquefy. <laughs> school resource officer is out of a job in Florida after uh, she filmed a nude video of herself inside an elementary school bathroom during really? her shift. Wonder why she had, she has oh. Samer theory. She well, just went I'll, nuts. I'll, I'll tell you why she did it. Yeah. Uh, Kissimmee police. It's Kissimmee, right? She a Kissimmee. band teacher? Because they go nuts. Kissimmee. Yeah. Kissimmee. I always get it wrong. No, she's a police officer. Oh, a police oh. officer. Kissimmee police said uh, she removed her badge, uniform, and gun when she went into the bathroom at Kissimmee Charter Academy to make the video for her husband. Mm-hmm. The video, which is heavily blurred, shows the woman asking the recipient what they thought of her video, meaning, of course, her husband, she asked. Right. The video was on Earth after the Osceola... It's a little blurry and shaky. Can you hold it still? The video was unearthed after the Osceola County Sheriff's Office investigated a personal incident with the SRO and her husband. Investigations show that while she was on lunch break, she was subject to recall at any point, so there could have been problems, seeing she'd have been naked. That wouldn't have been good. Huh. Police said she was fired uh, because if something uh, would have happened to shooting, for instance, she wouldn't have been able uh, to respond. Austrian police said they're hunting for thieves who stole over a dozen bells from cows grazing in the west of the country. Bernard Gruber said, of course, people may wonder why somebody might steal a cowbell. I am wondering. Mm-hmm. Police are investigating four thefts of a total of 13 cowbells in the Tyrol this month and said they suspect the thieves in at least three cases are the same. Police estimated the stolen bells were worth not very much. Gruber, in fact, said they don't have high material value. 70,000 rupee. But for the farmers <laughs> themselves, it's more than sentimental value. Many breeders take their cattle to graze in mountain pastures in the spring, bringing them back down before winter. Of course, they need the cowbells to find them sometimes. The festive cattle drive in late September, early October, featuring farmers wearing traditional lederhosen and cows festooned with flowers is a popular tourist draw. Uh, let me, I want to do one more story here for sure. Yeah. Because I want to play guitar. I want you to. Yeah, it's kind of a sad story, actually. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to report. Back when I was in college, album came out by a guy that was wonderful. You guys probably hate it. I don't care. What's okay, his, well, what was his we name, John? Eddie Money. Oh, oh I like yeah. Eddie Money. He's, He's got uh, stage four esophageal yeah. cancer. Yeah, and his first album was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with Wasn't he a former Spence. cop? He, wa- he, he tried to be a cop and, and oh. didn't. Oh, Go through all of the training. Okay, he had to go to school and eventually drop. He loves out rainy nights. No, no, it's Eddie Rabbit. <laughs> don't, don't just settle down. I, just, I, that was honest. He's got, uh, he's got. Uh, you know what he's got, don't you? Eddie Money. Two I tickets. don't know what he's got, John. He's got Brooks right. He's got two tickets, two to, tickets to Paradise. That was on that first album. That's a wonderful album. Has a lot of good songs on it. Anyway, as Joe said, he has stage four esophageal cancer. Uh, his hits, among them, Two Tickets to Paradise, Take Me Home Tonight. He says his fate is in God's hands. His comments appear in a video released Saturday from his Access TV reality series, Real Money. That full episode will air September 12th. In the video, Money says he discovered that he had cancer after what he thought was a routine checkup. 70-year-old, whose real name is Edward Mahoney, learned that the disease had spread to his liver and lymph nodes. He's had numerous health problems recently, including heart valve surgery earlier this year and pneumonia after the procedure, leading to his cancellation of a planned a summer tour. So, uh, I uh, worked for a music station about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe even longer than that, and he was part of a festival out at Canterbury. Uh-huh. He could not possibly have been cooler. Really? Really, really, really nice guy. Because yeah. it was my job to Oops, transport the axe to the stage in a golf cart. 
Could not have been nicer. Mm. Yeah. Really, uh, really nice guy. And an update on Eddie Rabbit. Uh, we Eddie, lost Eddie's him dead, in 98 yeah. at age 56. Yeah, yeah he was a heavy smoker, Eddie Ooh, Rabbit. Oh, Eddie Rabbit. Eddie yeah. he so, also, my, so maybe it was Eddie Money. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, his first album cover, the one I was talking about, I think he's holding a cigarette, actually. He's, he's and there, so. bonus question, why did Eddie Money recently come up on the GL podcast? I don't know. Come on. Uh, come on. It beats me. Eddie Money. Eddie Money. He was... Not Eddie Rabbit. No, it was a, it was a walk-up song for... <laughs> oh, one of the twins. No, so, really? Kirby Puckett. Kirby. He, what did he use for... He, they had walk-up songs then? But we found the story, because right. Worker's reading it. He goes, no, Kirby had Eddie Money as his walk-up what song. Was, what was the song? We don't know. what It, it just it just listed the artist, not the song. I'm not uh, sure exactly. Now I'm going to have to find that out. See, I knew, I knew that was going to bother you. I'm have to. Two Montana creeps who wrongly claimed to be military veterans while trying to get more favorable sentences were ordered to prison last week, and neither inmate will be eligible uh, eligible for parole until they finish up an assignment that includes handwriting the names of all Americans killed in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. 28-year-old Ryan Morris and 33-year-old Troy Nelson both claim they were vets as part of an effort to get their cases moved to a veteran's court so they could get lesser sentences. In 2016, Morris had claimed he had PTSD and did seven combat tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. He also said he had his hip replaced after being injured by an IED. He didn't think anybody'd check? Apparently not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morris and Nelson also have been ordered to perform 441 hours of community service, one hour for each Montanan uh, killed in combat since the Korean War. The judge also ordered that during the suspended portions of their sentences, Morris and Nelson have to stand at the Montana Veterans Memorial in Great Falls for eight hours every Memorial Day and Veterans Day, wearing a placard that says, I am a liar, I'm not a veteran, I stole valor, I have dishonored wow. all veterans. Good. Uh, the judge also made the men watch a video of stolen valor suspect being confronted by a military member. judge said the sentences were punishment for lying to the courts. When we come back, uh, we're going to visit man's declining relationship with nature. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Is this Johnny Hype? That's uh, it's me and the kid. Yeah, I'm nice. playing all the guitars, and he's playing bass and drums. Give it five seconds. Humans, man, man, human, Uh uh (laughs) losing relationship with nature. Emergency crews responded to Lost Dutchman State Park to help 44 hikers out of the woods uh, late last week. Wilderness. Uh, This is in Pinal County, Arizona. First responders said several of the hikers were overcome with heat. Two of the hikers were taken out by helicopter. Lost Dutchman State Park. Park manager Amy Schnoes said the out-of-state hikers had been warned that it was too hot and too late to start a hike more than five miles long. Right about then, it was 112 degrees. The gentleman who checked in the group at the office did not disseminate the information to the folks in the group, Schnoes said. What information? They didn't know it was 112 (laughs) degrees? Wasn't that the first thing you check when you go on a hike? She said that the hikers were also told that the Flatiron route is the hardest hike in the valley. Schnoes assisted the Superstition Fire and Medical Department, Pinal County Sheriff's Office, and the Department of Public Safety as they responded to where the hikers were stranded, where Siphon Draw Trail meets Flatiron Trail. 
They had a variety of calls at that time from heat-related to injuries. Uh, it really wasn't clear uh, how many were severe, uh, Schnoe said. Uh, in the end, only one hiker was taken to a local hospital. Park rangers, of course, caution everyone to know their limits, take more than enough water, and hike enough to avoid the uh, uh, hike early enough to avoid the heat in the middle of the city. In the middle of the day, I'm sorry, in the middle of the day. Uh, they, there were 44 idiots, in other words. <laughs> now, one more note on that uh, along those lines. Uh, biologists used to count over 1,000 head of elk from the air near Vail, Colorado. The majestic brown animals, a symbol of the American West, dotted hundreds of square miles in slopes and valleys. But when researchers flew the same area in February for an annual elk count, they saw only 53 uh, very few elk, not even many tracks, their notes read. Lots of backcountry skiing tracks, though. The surprising culprit is not the expanding fossil fuel development. It is not herd mismanagement by state agencies or predators, uh, according to wildlife managers. It's increasing numbers of outdoor recreationists, everything from hikers, mountain bikers, and backcountry skiers to Jeep, all-terrain vehicle, and motorcycle riders. Researchers are now starting to understand why. U.S. national parks and wilderness areas have boomed in popularity in the last 10 years with places like Yosemite National Park hitting as many as 5 million visits a year. The influx is due to a mixture of visitation campaigns, particularly during traditional off-seasons, and an explosion of social media exposure that has made hidden gems into national and even international viral sensations. The impact on wildlife is only recently apparent, and the Vail elk herd may be one of the more egregious examples. Outdoor recreation has long been popular in Colorado, but trail use near Vail has more than doubled since 2009. Some trails host as many as 170,000 people a year. Recreation continues nearly 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, said Bill Andre, who retired as Colorado Parks and Wildlife's Vail District Wildlife Manager in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not the, the evil oil companies. It's not David Koch and this gang. It's uh, it's uh, you. It's people. Hikers, Dummies. Hikers. Hikers. Hikers are loving the parks to death. We're loving them to death. <laughs> we're using them to death, mm-hmm. which is what we're supposed to do, use them. Well, they're getting used. Say, uh, anybody visit a Frats at, uh, at Fratelloni Ace Hardware over the weekend? No, but I need to. My lawnmower blades need to be sharpened. They'll take care of that. Yeah. They'll I take did. care of that. I did for, uh, I had weed whip. You know when you run out of the weed whip stuff? Yeah. yeah. They've got a fine the selection cord. of replacement. Yeah. The cord, yeah. Very they can take easy care too. of that. That's, that's Does, right. do, do the plastic ones work? The plastic blades for the no, weed whip? No, get, just get wire. Get okay. The, get the orange wire and it, you know, it's because it lasts when you just whoop, whoop, hit the I thing got out. a little problem. See, when I do my lawn care... I uh, normally do it at night after work. Yeah. Those lines were supposed to be straight, yeah. not zigzag. When I when I weed whip, she gets down to the dirt typically yeah. oh, on the edge of the house. That's, learn how to use that's that. That's aggressive. Thing. That's aggressive. That's too aggressive. Dad was out weed whipping again. Yeah. All right, thank you, GLers. See you at the fair this Friday, by the way, yeah. GLers. Same bat time, same bat channel. Twelve thirty mm-hmm. to two. Mm-hmm. Rook Channel Five building. Yes, and also remember watch for uh, Greg Holcomb's latest cartoon at GarageLogic.com. That'll be posted sometime today. Or after the podcast is posted and you can find out what is on joe's bookshelf author's corner in the drop down at garagelogic.com if you're caught up on the podcast fantastic tell about six other people that you know about them and if you want to rate us on itunes we would love to hear that as well i heard 15 times over the weekend up north boy i missed the show i said give me your phone 
So we got 15 new listeners. Grab their phones and download the podcast, garagelogic.com. We'll catch you next time.